Quick disclaimer before we start the show, while we do work at one of America's largest retailers and will allude to it throughout the show, the opinions expressed are purely our own and do not reflect the views or positions of our employer. Welcome, everybody, to the sixth episode of the Phone Buzz Podcast, the show brought to you by three guys that sell phones all day. Remember to follow us across social media at Phone Buzz Podcast for all the latest news and extra content from the show, and share us with your friends and family if you're enjoying what we do. My name is Evan Krause. I'm joined by Christian Crawford. How's it going, everybody? How are you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing fine. Just got off work per usual. Uh, we got to you know, start locking up phones now because there's been a bunch of robberies in the tri-state ah, area, yes. so... That's fun to add to the closing duties, but nah, it's been a pretty good week. Uh, I've, I've been coming off a cold, so feeling good now and uh, ready, ready to go, man. Ready for another episode? Ready for another episode. Let's ready for another episode, bro. Now, uh, Zach is out this week. Um, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so we've got in the studio with us, uh, returning to the show, actually, Stephen Magucci. Hello. It's good to be back. What's going on with you, man? Not much. Had a very good week. The week went by extremely fast. Uh, consisted of basically homework, studying, running, and skating. Uh, man, so I, very good. Go. <laughs> I can relate to all of that except for running and skating. Skating? Uh, what, what's what's up with skating? Are you into skating now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like skateboarding so, or like roller yes, skating? Skateboarding. Okay. So, okay. so basically, I'll tell you way back when I first started. So years ago whenever i would get my boards at walmart i was learning how to skate but i didn't really have like the motivation to stick with it because uh-huh. it takes quite a while to get into it my younger brother got into it as well at the same time as me but i kind of stopped and he kept on skating right. and now he's really good he can do <laughs> he's gone to competitions wow and, oh dang so this this past summer i started uh skating around a penny board and I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm limiting what myself. Is a, what it's, is a penny board? Okay. Um, actually, it's a penny nickel. So penny is a brand that makes uh, super small, like just really quick oh, boards. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The ones you see on campus all the time? Yes. Okay. So they have nickel boards as well, which is like a little bit bigger than that. Mm-hmm. I was writing that. It's really good, but I was limiting myself not being able to learn tricks. Right. So I got the skateboard on the 8th of September. Yeah. It's kind of weird how I remember that, but <laughs> and I've been skating consistently ever since. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So are yeah, you good cool. enough to like skate around campus? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Do I was like, have uh, you ever wiped out in front of people? Yes, actually all? I have. That's, how, how many that's, times? It's a pretty good story. Actually. <laughs> I wiped that one. I wiped that bad once. Um, and I kind of stumbled maybe three or three or four times yeah. after that. But I, every time I see that, I really want to give it a shot. Cause like I used to kind of skateboard, like I'm not, that's mm-hmm. not my thing. I'm not coordinated. But I want to be good enough to be able to go around campus. Mm-hmm. And I'm always jealous of people that do it. But my first thought is, man, I want to see them fall so bad. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you just got to get up and like laugh it off. Otherwise, it's like super awkward oh, if yeah. there's people around. So, yeah, <laughs> it was it's fun. Nice. My uh, my brother had a skateboard when he was little. and He was pretty good. Um, but I was terrible at it. So I was that kid that was rollerblading. <laughs> and so we would go. We would go. Everyone's going to roast me for this. We would go to the skate park. Uh-huh. And he would be obviously on a skateboard, and I would just be chilling on my rollerblades. You know, <laughs> think I was hot Mom shit rolling around. Mom packed my lunch for me today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was a uh, five months ago. Um, <laughs> no, but it was fun. But there was—I remember one time I was just chilling in the middle with my just standing on my rollerblades, and there was this huge ramp. And all of a sudden, this guy comes out of nowhere, and he's like, "Watch out!" And oh. I'm just standing there, like, "What? What do I do?" And he, as he's coming down, picks oh. me up and keeps going with oh, me God. in his arms. And I, when I when I tell you I shit my pants, I literally pooped my pants. Like, I was so scared. I was so scared. Oh. 
I was like, all right, I'm never coming to this place again. Oh, my God. Uh, how long ago was that? Like yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Okay. <laughs> no, it was probably like, I was probably like six. Like I was Dude. young. My, my only uh, real experience I can remember skateboarding was um, I was in Columbia and I was going down this really big hill in this subdivision with my, uh, with my brother. And we start going down and it looked fine. And my board started wobbling because it, it was a pretty steep hill. Speed yeah, wobbles. everybody that yeah. knows yeah. anything yeah. about skateboarding <laughs> is just cringing right now. Yeah, starting getting speed wobbles. I had no idea. You're supposed to lower yourself to get your center of gravity lower. I didn't know that at the time. I was like 12. I amateur skateboarder, and uh, yeah, halfway down that hill, absolutely ate it. <laughs> Scraped knees, everything. Like half my face had scrapes on it. Like it was probably the most pain I've been in uh, up until that point in my life. It was that's it was amazing. But uh, yeah, I don't think I've been I've been I've been retired since then. I'm, I'm not <laughs> going back to the board. <laughs> oh. Have you ever had any like terrible wipeouts where you've had like the bad rash? Oh uh, yeah, actually, the really wow. bad one that I've had, the only bad one I've had that was around a lot of people. That was a pretty bad one. Gotcha. I was scraped up, and it's 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 funny uh, how it happened, but yeah, it's a long yeah. story. You always see those like hard hardcore skater people with like those terrible road rashes. Oh yeah. Uh, I had a friend in high school. He was actually he longboarded. And he was like, I don't know where he went, if it was like California or something, but he was telling us there was That just makes this, sense. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> um, this huge hill, and he was just bombing it. And he had like the gloves where you could like kind of... Sliding gloves. Sliding yeah. gloves, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Where you could kind of drift around corners and That's stuff. cool, cool. And apparently yeah. he just wiped out and skidded like, like 100 feet. Oh, and so yeah. his hands and elbows and wrists were like super oh, torn God. up. And it was like, I can't imagine like you putting clothes on. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. How like that just burns your body uh, I, uh, I, I, I got into actually watching a couple of longboarders skate these guys who just travel to different locations and just skate massive like mm -hmm. hills and um they, this one guy in particular joss newman he had a he just showed a video about two minutes of balls that he's had he goes anywhere from like oh. 50 to 70 miles per hour and Damn. it's unreal oh god man i i, I could never do it yeah it's yeah. not that i don't have the coordination yeah. i just Going that fast on something like that, knowing that there's such a thing as speed wobble. <laughs> like we all had the speed wobble on the Razor scooters. You know what I mean? We're like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And for uh, those too. reasons, I'm out. Yes, exactly. Oh, Well, I guess this is a phone podcast. I guess we should start talking about phones and tech. I don't know. Good idea. Yeah, good point. Good idea. All right. Um, okay, so first news article here. Um, I actually just saw this like today, like a couple minutes before we started the show. And uh, kind of caught my eye. iPhone SE, the return. I've Part heard rumors two. of that. Mm. Part two. Uh, so it's rumored that Apple is working on an iPhone SE successor, and we may see it in early 2020. Uh, this would fall in line with the release of the original iPhone SE, which came in March of 2016. Uh, it's rumored to have the A13 chip on board, which is the current chip in the current gen iPhones in the 11, 11 Pro, and Pro Max. Um, and then it's uh, rumored to have three gig of three gigabytes of RAM on board, which I think is on par with the 11, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's four. I like the okay, four. Okay. Yeah. Um, Wait, the 11. Yeah, the. I know the Pro is four. I know the yeah, I know the Pro and the Pro Max is four. I don't know if the, if the 11 has three or four. Probably three. I don't know. I, we we can Google that if if we really care. Um, it's rumored to have Touch ID, no Face ID on board, and it's going to mimic the design of the iPhone 8. So much how the iPhone SE original uh, mimicked the iPhone 5 and 5S, it's going to look just like the iPhone 8 instead of the new form factor. Um, so question, yay or nay, should an SE2 exist in 2019? Is anybody asking for it? Who cares? I think yes. Yeah? 
I think there are still enough people out there that don't care for the size of the new phones, even though they're not that big. Mm -hmm. I think there's always going to be those people that want just a step smaller, but still in the loop with the technology and that kind of stuff. Yeah, because even the the newer, like the smallest iPhone in the lineup right now, because I think the lineup consists of, I think the 8 is still officially on it, if I'm not mistaken. Um, okay, so the iPhone 11 does have 4 gigabytes of RAM. We have confirmation from Google.com. I got it. 4 gigabytes of RAM. Thank you, Evan. No problem. Um, but yeah, even uh, even the, the, say the iPhone 8 wasn't in the current lineup, the smallest iPhone at that point would be a 5.8-inch display, which is not that big because of the small bezels. But that's coming on an iPhone, would it be the 10s or would it be, whoa. no, the 10s isn't in the lineup anymore. No. What's the start at? It's got the iPhone 8. We talked about this like two episodes ago. It's the iPhone 8. The iPhone XR, X, the 10R, and then the 11, and then the 11 Pro and 11, 11 Pro Max. Are you talking to wait? So what's the what's the smallest iPhone besides the iPhone 8 in the lineup right now? Is it the 11 Pro, 5.8 inches? Yes. Because the 10s is not in the lineup, and the 10 is not in the lineup. Yes. So does that mean, okay? So the smallest lineup, smallest 5. iPhone in the lineup right now, is the iPhone 11 Pro. So if you want a small iPhone. As of right now, yeah, it's nine hundred ninety nine bucks. So, I mean, yeah, why not throw a bone? Get get the iPhone SE two out there. Get people a smaller phone for a smaller price. Exactly. Which, which thing, Stephen? And I feel like personally, I always underestimate how many people um, genuinely want a phone with a smaller screen. Yeah. Um, I mean, in this day and age with um, screen to body aspect ratio, just continually, just like it being competition to mm-hmm. just reduce all bezels whatsoever. I feel like it's this phones are big, phones yeah. are huge, and. I think, you know, the fact that it has the A13 chip, it's going to be quick. Three gigs, mm-hmm. of, three gigs, three gigs of RAM yeah. uh, should be enough as well, too. I've never used an iPhone myself, but with the software and everything, three gigs, you it's know, I think plenty. it will be good. Yeah. yeah. It, if anything, it gives the company another phone to put out there. And yeah. like I said. Kind of rounds out that lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this coming, this is just a question. Uh-huh. Um, this coming out in the 2020. Yeah. Yes, it is. Still rumored, but now having the uh, in-screen fingerprint, mm-hmm. do you think when it says the Touch ID that it'll be in-screen, or do you think it's going to have a physical button? What I, like, I don't think that's going to happen. Would I like it to have it under screen? Yes. Do will it? Absolutely not. I mean, why say that? Well, because it's it, it's the if it's the SE two, they're going to try to hit like a four hundred dollar price point. If I'm if I'm yeah, I just here. I remember a couple months ago seeing like a render of it, and it was still the the bezel-less display. Uh-huh. Where okay. it was like all screen like the X, but it was with how, or at least this is again still rumors. The yeah. the next generation is going to be without a notch. So I I mm. saw it in the the shape of an SE, mm-hmm. no bezel, nothing, no notch. That's yeah. That's exactly what I saw too. Yeah, exactly. I, it, it didn't even come to mind the fact that there could potentially be a physical button. Um, right. I feel feel like it'd be a huge regression on Apple's part. Yeah, exactly. people would still buy it. I do think that, but I think it, it would be. Too big of a step back in the right. You mean if they went with a physical home button? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think they 100% took, will. I think they've took too. You think they 100% will. 100% I think they've took will. too big of a step to just getting rid of it in general. Like the last yeah. what five iPhones haven't been it. There's yeah. no way they're coming back with that. I just I, don't think it'll happen. I I think it, okay if the iPhone SE two is real, I think 100% it will have a physical home button because I mean primarily because of the price point because the SE they've established is trying to hit four hundred dollars or less, four hundred fifty dollars and less. So. I think I think if they're coming out with it, there's absolutely no way they have a marquee feature debut on an SE. So I think if they do come out with it, 100% it's going to be a physical home button. The reason I'm not excited about it is because 
I already spend, and I'm sure you do too, Evan. Um, I spend so much time educating people on the new gestures yeah. on the new iPhone. And th- the first thing they do is freak out about it. And they say, well, no, there's, there's no home button. Like I can't get this phone. There's no touch ID. I can't do it. And all that is going to continue for another <laughs> three, four years while the SE, you know, two rumor is supposed to, while the SE two is, is out now. Okay. So that's just four more years of dealing with that stuff. Okay. Let me, let me hit you with this. Okay. You mentioned, right. okay. Yeah. It's a yeah, clear we're, point we're when you, whenever you, you say, uh-huh. um, it would be a cheaper move. That's I, I'm with you there, but yeah. what if they were to have an optical, uh, fingerprint scanner? I mean, I feel like that would, I'm not sure how much the, yeah. the savings are between an optical and an ultrasonic, but I feel like it's substantial. So let me, okay. So an iPhone pro on the camera, what's the biggest difference between the non-pro and the pro? The non-pro and the pro? The iPhone 11? Yeah. Oh, just, I mean, the cameras. Right. So so those camera lenses are not expensive on their own, but the way that Apple implements them into their system makes them, they can, they can market it as a more valuable feature and they can justify a $150 price gap. So yes, the, the tech itself is probably not super expensive to get an optical fingerprint reader, but they're they're not going to go and put like a feature they could easily slap on the next pro series and charge another $150. They're not going to put that feature that can make them a lot of money and instead put it on a more value driven iPhone. In my opinion. That's 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 where I'm sitting right now. I just I just see it as next generation is supposed to be huge, right? So why it's not It's going to be huge. Huge. It's going to be great. Just why why not take that extra step with the SE, even though it's kind of because like that. the first word in the title, Apple iPhone SE too. All right. All right. All right. Still, I just think, I think that they put so much effort into trying to get the general public to move away from the home button. Mm-hmm. Think about it. All Samsung's now do not have physical buttons. Mm-hmm. iPhones, no phone that you can think about. What phone can you think that has a physical button? That is, it's just, it's just what's happening now. The market is no, no longer, playing with physical buttons it's just well, not a thing it's it, here's a okay continue, <laughs> like sorry. like a home button for example okay they just i think the general public is knowledgeable enough uh-huh. to where Oof. i don't think yeah, that's, a, <laughs> that's a bold statement it's a bold statement but i think enough people realize what the switch is kind of doing for, I, yeah. yeah exactly and i think people are realizing it's actually kind of, i mean it's better yeah, I mean, it is better you, when it, how often do you hear customers come back and say no i wish this had a home button uh, I'd, I'd yeah, say yeah, you're one percent. Right, you're, right, you're right. One time a week, maybe. Okay. Here's that. a here's a technicality. Um, the home button on the iPhone eight is not a physical button. It's a solid state. Okay. <laughs> I know what you mean. Fair point. Fair I point. I know what you but mean, but I, think, I felt I felt like I had to say. I that. think having the home button creates a a level of like design to where people are not fond of anymore. Now, I mean, th- even think about like the blue mm-hmm. phones. Everything is shrinking. Everything, the bezels are going away. Like yeah. We're getting into this this era of just like small. Clean slab right Yes, angle. exactly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I don't think the home button fits into that style. It, I don't think 2020 will, will have a home it button. Doesn't. It can't. It can't. I mean, even it, though the price point is there, it can't. Yeah, don't do this, Apple. <laughs> that's what the SC is about, though. It's about price point. So here's, well, here's my thinking. They've made so many iPhones with that design, with the iPhone 8 design, starting at the iPhone 6. I mean, the point of the iPhone SE was to literally get rid of the bodies and the leftover bodies of the iPhone 5S and the 5 series because they sold like crazy. And so I think I think it would make a lot of sense if they're trying to hit a price point to make it in the shape of an iPhone 8 because, one, you've already got case manufacturers, you've already got inventory 
you've already got all this stuff going into it and it would not cost them a lot and it would not take a lot of design effort to revamp that that design so i see where you're coming from on the on the whole button thing trust me i i'm on your side on that i think i think yeah the gestures are the future i i don't like the home button i don't like how much bezel it takes but from apple's perspective they probably they've I'm sure ran the numbers on this and probably realized there's enough market segment that still really wants a home button and still is kind of afraid of face ID. They don't think it's good enough or whatever the reason might be to justify making a phone with a home button on it. Uh-huh. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how this develops. I'm, I'm never going to forget my friend, um, you know, not long ago he got the S 10 plus and you know, no, no one really, all of his, all of our Apple friends, you know, when they first, cause they didn't realize that in, in display fingerprint scanner, they had uh-huh. no idea. Yeah. And when they saw it for the first time, I mean, they were fascinated. They were blown away. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that it is such a significant physical change and I mean, they recognize that you know, if right. they were to see that something, uh, a move back, uh, from the past with SC, it'll you know I, I think that they'll see it and they'll look at that as maybe like a bad move move on Apple's part. But going back I, to the home button, yeah. But I understand yeah. your logic. I wasn't I didn't really think about those things beforehand, yeah. and I we'll see we'll see. Trust me, for, I, I I agree. I want it to be yeah. okay, Evan. You you've got something bottled up. What you I'm, want, man? I'm freaking out. Go. All right, <laughs> I I when I look at it, I think the when you look little, at what the, the like rent. the like the the keeping the home button okay, okay. When I, I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing around in my chair right it, now i'm so excited it. i'm ready look at the pixel the pixel and the 3a the 3a is three what 349 399 399 four hundred dollar phone yes there are bezels but is there a home button no exactly it can be done there's oh. no reason for apple nice. to see all of this yeah that's that's i'm glad you i'm glad I would, have, I would have thought about that honestly i wouldn't <laughs> like, have there are phones right now under four hundred dollars the motorola 299 the pixel yeah. 3a there's all of these phones sitting here in this 400 dollars price range no okay. home button okay. whatsoever, and the bezels are shrinking. Okay, okay. The okay. bezels are shrinking. All right. I all got right. you on this. All right. You, okay, you think you, you think you got me. <laughs> I got you on okay. this one. Here no is, here is one it. distinction. Is iPhones, <laughs> since the iPhone ten in 2017, have had physical home buttons. Android phones, before that point, Android phones haven't, like, if you look back to the Nexus phones, they have not had physical home buttons since 2012. 2013 so having not physical home buttons having software keys has been an android feature for years and years now that's not something apple's just like all of a sudden copied and not have a physical button it's because of the way their interface works there's no back button there's no recent keys it's all using that single button and they figured out a way on the gestures to replace that so i mean saying that them having a home button is not within the realm of possibility i think is incorrect i think i i think the the software keys on Android have been that way for such a long time that, yeah, we're not used to having a physical home button. Samsung was actually late to make that switch, um, switching on the S8 from the S7 back in 2016, 2017, something like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, from from that argument, I, I don't agree that's a, that's a reason why they would not have a home button. Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to get it out. Yeah, go for, yeah, go for it. I'm done. That's all I wanted to, <laughs> to shoot at you. <laughs> That's I like this hostility. One, I thrive on it. <laughs> that was a good one. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a debate within itself that could last hours. Yeah. I would I would be willing to take a bet. We'll have to get Zach back on too, and we'll we'll have Stephen uh, take a bet on the iPhone SE two. If it turns out that it's real, taking bets on what we think it's going to look like. Should we make a bet like we did with the Pixel Four? I mean, we could. We could. 
Oh, how that bet turned out. I mean, out. I'm going to win, so it's not much of a gamble on my part. Yeah. It, it's just, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> we, we were betting on the price point. Uh, oh. You'll have to listen to the last episode to, to yeah. hear all about that. But Yeah, Stephen, um, th- so this was the setup for the last one, is the, the Pixel 4 and Pixel 4 XL. There were some crazy leaked prices that said they were going to cost like $1,000, like the stuff that you kind of hear every year for every phone. What do you think the new Pixel 4 and Pixel 4 XL will cost? Just for history, the four, the three cost seven ninety nine, and the three XL cost eight ninety nine. Sixty four gig standard. Hmm. What do you think the new ones were going to cost? More or less. I'm going to say more, but not by much. Yeah, like how much? How much? I say the XL nine ninety nine ninety nine. Okay, so hundred hundred bucks. That's a bold more. statement. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's, that's out bold. of the realm of possibility. Yeah. That, that's higher than all the is. ones we said. I don't think it is either. I think, yeah. Yeah. What, what about what, is, what has been the highest um, that you guys debated? Uh, I think Zach was the highest, right? He's no, like, Zach went, Zach played a move. And he oh, went, he went the middle He ground. went in the middle ground, yeah. so he can't lose. Just I said, I think it was 829 or 8, eight yeah, 829 for the 4 and then 929 for the 4XL, if, if I remember correctly. I said seven, yeah. seven, nine. So that was the I highest. I said the same yeah. price. Okay, that was the highest guess we've had. I think, I think it's gonna. Ah, man. Anyways, uh, another uh, time, another time. Uh, <laughs> honestly, me thinking about like the iPhone 11 prices, which I <laughs> just like totally dismissed. Who knows? I mean, if it priced that low, I mean, I mean, incentive for other companies to maybe follow suit potentially. Oh, you mean, you mean if if like the Pixel follows suit with the iPhone 11, like yeah, drop the price. I didn't a think bit. of that before, but yeah, that would. Mm. Sounds sounds plausible. I, I think. Good it, point. It makes a business perspective, like it makes sense from a business perspective to drop those prices because we've talked about this before. But the three A gouged so many sales on the three because the three was just, I mean, plain as day overpriced for what it is. Um, I mean, reasonable people can disagree on that, but I think the three was overpriced. Um, so if they drop the four and four XL in price, like by fifty bucks, even I think that makes headlines not only, but also gets more people in the door for the Pixel. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Now, kind of shifting topics here. Um, I don't know if you've all seen this. I know Christian has because we talked about it a little bit uh, mm-hmm. today. Um, but Microsoft's recent service, excuse me, Surface event earlier this week, uh, the company the company unveiled two new mobile form factors. One that's like a tablet, and the other one's more like a phone. I forgot what they called it. Um, it's the Surface Neo and the Surface Duo. Yep, that's yeah. it. Um, and essentially, it is kind of like a Galaxy Fold slash. Oh, Axon M. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's essentially just two screens where there's still a bezel, but mm-hmm. it folds 360. So yeah. you can fold it flat, you can fold it to close or mm-hmm. on its back, if that yeah. makes sense yeah, yeah. over the audio. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think I think they're jumping in the game just at the right time. Right. I know this is weird, but you see the Galaxy Fold, uh-huh. how it failed. Yeah. You see... Well, I mean, not out yet, but kind of like... it. it right. It... Had a failure to launch. Right. Yeah. yeah. And now you're starting to see all these companies kind of take part in it. And I think they're, it's, it's still such a new technology right. that it's okay that there's a bezel there. I don't, yeah, it's, don't it's a fight. It's a fight to see what form factor is going to prevail. Yes. In yeah. truth. Yes. 
So yeah, I first off, I love the fact that it's going to run Android yes. <laughs> and not uh, not God. Windows. Dang. I had yes. one friend with the Windows phone, and my goodness, it's, it was the only Windows phone I knew of anyone who owned. So could not download Snapchat. Oh, uh, could not. Achilles, yeah. Achilles heel, right? And there. a lot Boom. of other stuff Fail. he couldn't download. So that's a good move, and I'm glad that they have that. Yeah, um, for sure. They have that route. So other than that, I mean, I just like the fact that Microsoft. Um, is being more ambitious. I feel like I've kind of um, personally haven't heard much from them uh, in recent past. So, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Don't yeah. have too much else to say. I haven't looked too much into it, but the fact that it's running Android, that makes me very happy. That's a win. Yeah, I saw a video. Uh, I mean, we reference him almost every episode, but uh, MKBHD had a really cool hands-on because at the event, mm-hmm. they actually weren't allowed to get hands on it. Um, yeah. Evan's got a picture pulled up here so we can see it. Uh, but if you are listening... Go to our Twitter page. We'll post a picture and we'll post the article from Engadget, which is where we got the source from. Um, this thing looks pretty sharp. The The skin on it looks very similar to a Galaxy skin. Like it looks very similar to like a Galaxy Tab skin. It reminds me kind of of the LG. Um, thank you. For In what in what way? The, the skin. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. you see it? Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, like kind of how the icons look. It looks yeah. pretty clean. Um, of course, it's going to be well integrated with Microsoft's own apps, and they're they're doing a, a bunch of stuff behind the doors to work with Qualcomm on the chip, um, which, uh, going back to the source, it's going to have a uh, Snapdragon 855. It's going to launch in 2020 uh, in the fall sometime. Um, and it's, so, like uh, Evan was saying, it's going to have two 5.6-inch displays, and they can fold out entirely to be side-by-side, side, or they can close up, or they can go around on its own back. Um uh, I had a, I had a train of thought and then I lost it. What was it? What was it going? To, what was I going to say? I don't know, but I I like it. I I look at the um, I mean, shoot. The only reference we really have right now is the fold. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. keep referencing that. <laughs> I think about the fold and I see how it. I mean, it's it's pretty cool, but mm-hmm. I don't care for the front display versus when you open it. I think it's too small. Yeah. I when I think or at least when I hear of the specs of having what 5.8. No, the the front point. display, yeah, on the five point six. I think it's no, I think it's smaller. I think no, it's no, like on, four. on the. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, five point six on the on the the Microsoft yeah. one. It's yeah. like having two iPhone tens, eleven S's, and eleven Pros mm-hmm. sitting right next in front of you. That's that's like the perfect size in my in my opinion. Right. I like how the eleven fits in my hand. Mm-hmm. It just it or excuse me, the eleven Pro fits in my hand. It's just it's not too big. Yeah. But when you put them together, it gives you both worlds. It gives you this phone yeah. that fits right in your hand when it's right. you know flipped around and then it's also a tablet and still not too yeah. big you know what i mean i'm I also cool. excited for this one because since they're not using a single piece of like plastic glass that the fold and like the huawei mate x are using since they're not going with that approach you can you can make you put all put all of your r&d into making the best hinge possible which from the hands-on video i watched uh that was the number one compliment is the hinge is like secure yet you know you can still move it around a little mm-hmm. bit um so you can put more money into that and not worry about all of the breaking components on a glass foldable display. So in this form factor, in this particular product design, I mean, you're going to have a lot lower prices, probably closer to 1000 plus, but not close to 2000 If I had to guess, I mean, they could probably launch this for 1100 bucks. Oh, yeah. If I had to guess, because it's going to be, oh, yeah. like I said, it's going to be running the 855, which by next year will be a gen behind, so it's not the cutting edge, but still a good chip. So... I mean, if they wanted to, they could they could sell this thing for around a thousand dollars, and and you know it'll sell. It'll it'll probably sell. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not gonna be that so. two thousand premium. I mean, it shoot, it doesn't like looking at the screen itself. I mean, yes, this is a picture. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's the bezels, but like it's one of those things where 
as of right now with this technology, that kind of stuff is, I mean, no one, I mean, that's not really in the realm of like, oh, that's terrible. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Bezels are still okay because you have a foldable phone. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that kind of stuff, we yeah. haven't quite, this is still so new that we haven't gone into like the, oh, there's, you know, the, the screen to body ratio is not, <laughs> not right. Right. It's kind of weird taking a step back on that. I mean, it's yeah. fine. Like I'm sure in person it's fine, but it is weird because we've kind of perfected, like we said, the, the slab of glass rectangle exactly. we kind of perfected that so now what do we move on to and whenever you move on to these different tech like you're gonna make some sacrifices and yeah bezels are gonna be one of them but i don't know i i think uh they showed in the hands-on video one of the surface pins that's the back of it's like magnetic yeah and so this cool. more applies to the the neo than the duo because the neo is the same thing that we've been talking about just with a much larger display mm-hmm. it's like two tablets put together essentially um, so you can have an attachable keyboard. It's got magnets all over the back of it, so you can attach a pin to it. So if you were able to attach a pin to the back of the Duo and then just use that on the go as like a productivity tool or just like to get some work done, I think that's a... I don't know. I, I'm pretty excited about this. I'm pretty I'm pretty compelled by it, just seeing the, the renders, as long as it doesn't cost like 1500 plus. Not right. that I would buy it probably, but I, I definitely want to try it out. Yeah. I'd like to get my hands on it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Do you, do you see yourself ever using something like this, Stephen? Sometime in the future, yeah. Um, I definitely won't be um, one of the first people out there with a foldable device, but I definitely see myself um, trying it out in the future. But the fact that it. more of these phones are, um, and maybe even owning one, you know, mm-hmm. if I enjoy the experience, yeah. um, seeing how Samsung once they came out, <clears throat> you know, their improved um, uh, Galaxy Fold, yeah. how much stronger it is. Uh, much more of a positive uh, review from those who've been uh, who've been uh, try- trying it out. So honestly, yeah, I, I could potentially. Yeah, uh, one. <laughs> so yeah, it is definitely improved. They definitely like definitely gone over some of the engineering bits on it. Um, one of my have you have you guys watched any videos of the unboxing of the fold and all the warning messages it throws out to you? Not it's the str- not uh, the unboxing, but so whenever you unbox it, there's a there's a booklet like you pretty much have to open it to get to the phone because it's right in front of your face. Um, but it, it's, it talks about how to care for your Galaxy Fold. And one of the first things they tell you is try not to touch it with your fingernail because mm, your fingernail scratch. will groove into the screen. And there's videos of... I can't remember who I saw videos of. Jerry rig everything? Probably. That's like the guy actually, who yeah. it would be. Yeah, I think that was actually. <laughs> yeah, you can, so you can groove that screen with just your fingernail. If you just like accidentally touch it... Um, in the wrong way it'll it'll groove into it okay i heard it was that's a problem but i didn't know it was that bad like, yeah i mean it's dang. it's a plastic screen like it, apparently it's got like this self-healing technology where it'll like okay. kind of bubble back up eventually but mm. it's it's noticeable and it's like it's pretty easy to do because you gotta i mean i don't again i don't think we're at the point where like glass is ever gonna well not ever <laughs> but I, I mean glass it's glass it's not glass obviously it's gonna shatter if it's glass um, so, yeah, you, I mean, you, you run the risks of that, and especially seeing it from, like, a consumer standpoint, it's like you're spending almost two grand on this phone yeah. that can be scratched with your fingernail. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. That's, bold. It's bold. This goes completely under the file of do noy boy. Do not buy. Do not do not get near it. <laughs> don't even touch somebody's Galaxy Fold because they could probably blame you for scratching it and then you have to buy them a new one. So don't even use somebody's Galaxy Fold. I almost ordered one for someone yesterday. What? Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, was, is it like a regular? Yes, kind of. Okay. Um, I can't really describe them. Huh. Um, I'd have to... I'd have to show you when it comes in, but yeah. I mean, you should you like, should totally man. like push somebody. To, I mean, 
don't push them to buy it, but push them to buy it so they can come in. <laughs> don't and push see them, it. yeah, push them. <laughs> I re- I really want to see one in person. I'm Same. excited. Mm. I just want to touch it. Like I just want to touch it. I just want to so feel it close. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, okay. I think we can move on to the to the next topic. Uh, Stephen, do you have anything left on the, uh, on the Microsoft? No. That was uh, all for me on that topic. Cool. All right. One that is very near, very dear to my heart, and one that has me all sorts of ruffled is the OnePlus 8 is already being leaked, despite the fact that the OnePlus 7T is announced but not even on sale yet. Go figure. Um, so the story comes from droidlife.com. The leaks come from OnLeaks, which has been you know one of the most prolific leakers out there, and they're usually pretty accurate. Um, so they've already leaked that the OnePlus 8 or the 8 Pro, whatever it may be called, um, even though we're months away from it, it might have uh, wireless charging, which I'm pretty Thank excited goodness. about. Thank goodness. Um, we see there's a curved 6.5-inch display, which, okay, whatever. But here's where it gets juicy. There is a camera cutout in the top left. We're going to have to definitely post this one to our Twitter. There is a camera cutout on the freaking phone, despite the fact that the OnePlus 7 Pro... No, no, no. No, no, no. It has no, it has no cutout. It's completely not free. It's beautiful. Why are we changing it? I, I hope to God this is a cruel joke and that there is actually a pop-up camera and they come out on stage and then we're like, hey, do you guys see all those rumors? Turns out it's fake. There's no, there's no notch on here. There's no cutout. I hope. Maybe some good oh news. Oh, God. I, um, I was on Instagram. I think this is a good time to bring it up. I was on Instagram, <laughs> and we all know how whenever you're scrolling Instagram, there's those that there's ads, and it shows juicy you ads. juicy ads. Gotta love it. Um, but I was scrolling, and here pops up a OnePlus, and it shows, actually, it's like half of it is the OnePlus 7 Pro, uh-huh. and it shows the no-notch display. You know, it shows like <laughs> sexy display. And on this, the other half, it shows a transparent but it's like kind of like the the dotted line out mm-hmm. of the uh s10 and it shows <laughs> this has a notch display this this doesn't <laughs> and it's kind of like a slap in the face after hearing this like really this one's Damn. clearly better and this one's for dum-dums like, like <laughs> you really gonna show that right now and then do this uh, again it's a rumor but it's a rumor I, mean, I hope it never sees the light of day i yeah. will lose my mind if that is real. I want to say Samsung had some ads, some similar ads bashing Apple for oh, yeah. getting rid of yes. the headphone jack. And yes. here they are, you know, with getting rid that's, of it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. But yeah, maybe if it was, uh, if they had a hole punch for just the OnePlus 8, I mean, I'd be less upset with that. Mm-hmm. But if they kept the 8 Pro, um, I mean, it's just, yeah, that's true. That's it, true. it's nice. I feel like I've looked into it a decent amount. And I haven't seen that many complaints about the camera cutout. Or not the camera cutout, but excuse me, the, the, pop-up. Um, the pop-up camera. So I wonder what the reasoning is for making this move if this leak is legit. Yeah. Um, I mean, pop-up camera's been great in my use. Like, it's still as fast as the first day I got out of the box. It, you hardly even notice that it's working, honestly. Like, it just pops up and does its thing. Okay. Interesting. I don't know. I That would be such a regression. I... I if I had to place early bets, I would say... We're placing a lot of bets lately. Yeah. Um, if I had to place an early bet, I would say this one is, one, either a false flag rumor because, for starters, it's using the OnePlus 7 Pro camera module. And I'm assuming on the new ones, they're going to be using what the OnePlus 7T has, which is like that circular camera module. So that would be my guess. Um, the second bet is, if it is real, yeah, like you said, this is probably the OnePlus 8 and not the 8 Pro. Because I don't I know, I just I, I there's I very little justification for going backwards on that stuff. And, and the pop-up cam works fine. Like 
I've not read any news about it not functioning. I've never I've never read anything bad. Like even on the the OnePlus subreddits, I've hardly seen any blowback on the uh, on the on the camera module. It's always just been about the curved display, which I kind of agree with. But now looking at this picture, yeah, I don't know if this is just the picture mm-hmm. or even how accurate it is. You see that bezel on the bottom? That yeah. looks bigger than uh, the Seven Pro. We're we're looking at the OnePlus Eight renders, which will be on our Twitter page. Um, if if you guys are following along, yeah, that it looks know. pretty small. I'm is that just to, me? Or I'm is that... to pull up my phone. I've got a black background, so I can't really see it. Um, hold up. I, it looks about the same size. Like it's it's not much bigger. Maybe it's just because it's a crowded it's photo. Record, but... Yeah, yeah, it, it looks the same size. Maybe a hair smaller. Maybe a hair bigger. It's really hard to tell on that one. But I don't um, know. I'm just. Okay. I don't think it's. I don't think these companies should kind of be taking a step back after. Right. Taking these, I mean, bold stances. Oh yeah, forward. They they, they can't afford to go backwards. Right. I mean, come it's, on. It's like the it's like the Google Pixel thing where in the in the first announcement they're like, three point five millimeter headphone jack, surprisingly not new, and it's taking a direct shot at the iPhone Seven, right. and then and then lo and behold, two years later, they don't have a headphone jack. I watched. Eat their words. I watched a Lewis later video, mm-hmm. which he unbox therapy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he showed. He, or he the the title was like don't buy the iPhone 11, but it was kind of just uh, yeah, a gimmick. One of those, yeah. yeah. And he actually had the One Plus Seven, the iPhone, and then the Note. Mm-hmm. And all he talked about was how they're starting to become very similar. Oh yeah. And you, I, until I saw that video, I really didn't think about it like that. What what, what similarities like just like design or more? Yeah, kind of like the design aspect of it. You're starting to see these these companies kind of ditch things and then they go back and then they're like oh wait this company did this oh right i mean it, it, i guess it's kind of cool. sure we'll add it sure why not you know what i mean because yeah. now you have the samsung's doing you got the one plus doing it in finger samsung's doing it i say in, finger, in, in screen <laughs> in yeah, screen, in screen fingerprint yeah. now they're starting to we're hearing that apple's gonna do it yeah they're just starting to kind of be the same thing i mean I, I do think the goal is to eventually get to a completely seamless design i think it's mm-hmm. uh the vivo apex i think is the name of it but that is a completely portless, completely buttonless phone. So it's it only uses wireless charging. It only uses in-display fingerprint reader or face unlock. It's got no physical buttons for the volume and the power. It's just got haptic buttons. So I think I've seen mm. that. Yeah, I think that's the ultimate goal for I, if we're if we're going to perfect the the rectangle slab of a phone. I think the ultimate goal is to get to a completely portless, completely ingress protected. Like throw it down a drain and. <laughs> into the ocean and it's totally fine sort yeah. of phone okay interesting yeah. what are what are the extent to the uh haptic capabilities is it just like the sides or i've seen like i think um asus uh, rog phone has it mm-hmm. where you can like map it to different places is it like that or is it just i think it's strictly for hardware button replacement so okay. it's it's like akin to like a salt like the solid state button mm-hmm. on the iphone 7 and the 8 okay so it's like it's like it doesn't move but it feels like it moves like it gives you vibration feedback uh, again okay. never used one but from what i've watched online it's it, it's just a straight up replacement for those buttons and it it's not for anything else okay yeah would you guys buy it buy it, what the vivo mm-hmm. oh god no <laughs> i really? can't even pronounce the software it runs no i, no, I wouldn't buy it you don't think I, you would take the, the step with the no buttons oh you mean eventually or like right now oh yeah eventually oh eventually mm, yeah i don't see any reason not to i mean as long as as long as wireless charging is fast enough to warrant its existence, which is why OnePlus hasn't had it in the phones yet. 
And as long as the buttons are still usable with a case on the phone, I mean, why not? I mean, totally notchless or yeah, totally notchless, totally buttonless, no holes in it phone. Like that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I'd go for it. Definitely like the direction the company's going, but as of now, I definitely don't see that being like a recent, a soon decision uh, sometime in the future once the technology is perfected. Mm-hmm. Not perfected, but it's, of course, substantially improved. Yeah. Big, big question. Do you think these major companies are trying to take too many steps in too many directions right now? Uh, shoot me an example. Oof. On the spot here. <laughs> for I mean, shoot. For example, you're starting to see all these companies go with, um, no, I wouldn't call this necessarily a huge company but like for example now we're starting to get all these phones that are doing the the fold thing Uh and now all of a sudden there's this phone popping out with no buttons yeah do you think they're gonna start to catch on to that at Uh, the same time they're doing the fold or do you think like do you think they're just gonna start to go in one direction and stay there um so i think i think in the the near future say like 10 years i think if you go into a phone to or excuse me if you go into a store to shop for a phone I think you're going to have the option of the foldable phones, which are going to be like um, kind of like the flagships are nowadays. Like they're going to be a lot sleeker. They're going to be much better tech 10 years from now. Um, so I think you're going to have those options and then maybe like some holographic displays or some crap, but but it's mostly <laughs> going to be like foldable displays, um, ones that actually fit in your pocket, ones mm-hmm. that are actually useful. And then you're going to have the option of getting the cheaper, like what we would just call like the slab phones now. Like you're going to have phones that are just like flat screens. It's, it's going to be the perfected version of that. You know, great specs. They still do everything you need to do. You just don't have the option of a larger display, which is really what separates a tablet from a phone, anyways. So, yeah, I think I think uh, with with the current landscape and and how so the the Vivo phone is coming out of China and, and like they release thousands of phones every day. I swear to God, um, but they're really just all these companies are trying to find what the next form factor is so they can get their name on it. That's why that's why Google makes a thousand products every single year is because they're trying to figure out what sticks, what doesn't, and they only need one of them to stick. They can they can afford to spend all this money on all these other projects and all these other concepts and phone concepts because if they can just get one of them to stick and if they can be the company that makes it, that's their that's their next seller for the next twenty years. I mean, look at the iPhone. Like, I'm not saying Apple spent a lot of money and a lot of R and D on a bunch of separate products, but they found one product that is now their their top seller and it's what's going to project them in the future. Right. So I don't know. There's, there's a lot of angles to it, but back to the original question. Um, I think, no, I think it's totally fine. Like having a lot of these concept phones, which is what the Vivo apex really is. It's not a consumer phone. You're not going to go out and buy it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a concept of what we could work towards. And uh, yeah, I think, I think eventually you're going to have foldable tech on the high end. That's what, uh, that's what the, the big money is going to come for. And then on the lower end, you're going to have like the slab phones like we have nowadays. Yeah. If anything, I think the worst that could come from different companies doing different things um, is just their own uh, their own company. I mean, what could come to them at the end of the day? It could ideas could um, catch on. You know, difference Im- implementing different um, designs, different features, and phones is great. Um, but also, it could flop. And aside from flopping, I think other companies who see what um, uh, their rival tech companies are producing. If anything, even if they may not adopt a certain design, I think it'll it definitely puts ideas in their minds. It kind of makes them think, okay, you know, right. look what the competition is doing. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't have the capabilities now to do what they're doing, we need to, you know, start uh, 
brainstorming, thinking of what directions we can take uh, to actually be more innovative. So right, I and, think there's more good to come than bad from that. Yeah, it's a good point. And yeah. we, we can't think about these companies as being totally independent agents because um, if you think about all the tech that Samsung makes for iPhones, if you think about all the True. tech that LG makes for other phones or what have you, I mean, whenever one company does well, I mean, there's naturally going to be followers. And even if you're not first at the punch, you can still make a great product that sells in that in that market anyways. So even if uh, even if Samsung is the, the first of foldable tech, or let's say LG comes out and just makes like the best foldable phone and they make the best tech, um, maybe Samsung supplies a lot of the components to it. And so they're benefiting from that too. So yeah, even if... Even if uh, Everybody's kind of just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. I mean, that's not a bad thing. And ultimately, that's, you know, consumers love. And that's why we have a podcast is because we love talking about that sort of tech. Even though it's kind of ridiculous and might not come to fruition, it's still cool to talk about and, and cool to see what's coming in the future. Good point. Yeah. I'll tell you what's not cool and coming to the future, probably, are curved screens. Kind of bring this back to a, a more grounded topic. Mm-hmm. I am so kind of done with curved screens. Um there's more and more Android phones, especially out of China, that are launching with curved displays. And the newest generation of these displays are using what's called waterfall displays. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yes. I yes. have <laughs> heard a lot about this. So it's it's like a straight up 90 degree drop off the side of the phone. So like the screen goes front, side, and then even touches kind of the back on some of them. We'll, we'll post some pictures on the Twitter, of course, but... Um, it's too much. It's too much. I am so sick. So, okay, I, I don't mind the curved display on my OnePlus 7 Pro. It's actually fine because it's not egregious enough that cases don't fit it or that it's not usable. And the palm rejection is actually pretty okay. But what I'm not okay with is, like, having it go all the way to the back of the phone because then the case just covers it. Like, what is the point? Mm-hmm. You can't use that phone without a case because if you do and you drop it half a foot, it's going to shatter upon impact. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting you bring up that, uh, the waterfall display, because I mean, looking back, I'm actually surprised by this. Uh, when I actually held, uh, the first Samsung galaxy S seven edge mm-hmm. in my hand recently. Um, when I did, it was cause I feel like the eight, I always felt like, okay, yeah, people might, uh, be bothered by the waterfall display for me. It was good, but the on your, way, on your S8. on my S eight's good. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. with the S seven, um, not even a friend of mine, it's, you could call this person acquaintance. <laughs> I realized how much, uh, just like the, the edge is are much more aggressive and it's yeah. harder to, um, I, I could, I could see myself having more accidental touches with that type of display. So I've never, you know, held a waterfall display in my hand, but just, I, I don't think it'd be a design that would, that no. would, no. Cause uh, the, the, the big problem with the S seven edge is, the back of the fern, the fern, the back of the fern, the back of the phone was curved up ever so slightly, and the front of it was curved very dramatically, and it took up a lot more surface area on the front of the S7 Edge, oh, yeah. and like it was a, yeah, you're right, it was mm-hmm. it was a, it was actually a shallower shallower angle, so it took up more display or more real estate to get to it. Mm, okay. um, so yeah, they had some really bad palm rejection, and if you did not use a case with that phone, you were dropping it all the time. Yeah. Um, I actually had, I had that, that phone. Problem. Yeah, did did you have the S7 Edge? I did, yep. Oh, nice. I did. Nice. I had the, six, the S, S6 Edge and then went up to the 7. Right. Which you, I, I had to have a case on it because yeah. it was slipping all the time. And even the S6 oh. Edge, it didn't have a curved display on the back or a curved glass on the back whatsoever. So, like, that thing was an ergonomic nightmare because the only thing you could hold on to was the aluminum frame. And it was so, like... Now, this sounds really stupid. It was, like, sharp feeling. It wasn't, yeah. like... Yeah. It wasn't, like, your smooth, smooth, like... It was just like straight either glass to glass to palm mm-hmm. or glass to metal and it was just kinda like 
Yeah. If you grip it too hard, oh, it doesn't feel, it's not comfortable to right. hold mm-hmm. or it slips. So, well, yeah, that was yeah. rough. Yeah, that was their first four of uh, foray, foray, foyer, foray. That Big was their word. first adventure into, into, yeah. into glass phones. And, uh, yeah, they used really thin glass on it. It wasn't curved at all. And as much as, like, I kind of, I don't, I don't, it doesn't add anything to the experience having a curved display for me. If anything, it takes away from it ever so slightly. It looks pretty. But having a curved display on the front just, it's more of a problem. It's like a created problem for no reason, and it's solving no issues. I think it's going to flop. I mean, but but it's like, but backfire. Samsung already has it in the S10s. Like they've they've had it in the S lineup since the S8. I mean, I think if it goes a step farther from where it's at now, it will yeah. flop. I think we're at the edge. No pun intended. No, I think I think we're kind of at the point where like a little bit more is too much. I yeah. think this is where they need to start perfecting it and start at least keep it where it's at and then move up instead yeah. of you know out. Yeah. I think. That's- I think that if it gets a little too far, like you said, it has the problem with the cases, yeah. holding on to it, palm rejection, but you know stuff like that. I think yeah. that becomes too big, like you said, of a of a form factor. And I think that yeah. keeping it where it's at is actually okay. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's a bad it's, thing where it is at now, but it, yeah, it's not great. It's not. Oh, you, you you triggered something in my memory, and I used triggered like very purposefully, um, because. I don't necessarily care for screen protectors on my phones. I never drop them, knock on wood. Um, but one thing that I that I do like about screen protectors is they have the oleophobic coating on it, which prevents smudges. And so, like, if you use your phone all day, you don't get as many smudges on it. Well, your phone out of the box has a oleophobic coating, but that wears off at about the four to five month mark, and it's pretty consistent. So... I've noticed in the past two weeks or so, my phone is starting to get more and more smudges, which just annoys the crap out of me, and I can't stand it. If I could find a glass screen protector for my phone that had an oleophobic coating, I'd be the happiest boy in the world. But since it's got a curved display, all of the ones on Amazon have just absolute crap reviews because none of them stick on the phone. So having a curved display and having a glass screen protector just do not go hand in hand unless you get like the glass fusion, which from uh from invisible shield which they're not gonna nope. make for the one plus seven pro they suck. so that is just uh, i don't know that's another one of those created problems that had no had no reason to exist in the first place and i know it's a very small thing like oh having smudges on your phone get over it but it truly does annoy me to my core to see smudges on my phone constantly <laughs> so that's something that's just one of the one of the things that bugs me about curved screens and I'd be happy if they went away. Honestly, I'd be okay with it. What do you think about your S8? Um, yeah, as an as an S8 owner. As an S8 owner, um, I've had no problems with um, with having the curved display. <laughs> I, in, in direct contrast, I, he's like, "Now nah, get over it." I know, I know, <laughs> but I, I will be honest here. I mean, Drama I'm queen. an objective, truthful guy. I mean, I've read a lot, I've heard, um, watched a lot of videos of people who have um, complained about that as being probably their biggest gripe with the phone. Um, I am. Ple- I'm surprised to hear though that you haven't had much of uh, of the same problem with your uh, OnePlus. You mean like, like what kind of problem? With like the edge, just the edge screen. Oh yeah, like I said, it looks pretty uh, when you're watching videos. It looks fine. Um, there there are some some reflections and some glares on it when you're outdoors, like that kind of light up the edges, and it's kind of annoying. But I mean, for the most part, day to day, yeah, it's totally fine. I don't mind it. Like, mm-hmm. I did. I do. I wish it was not there. Sure. Am I fine with it being there now? Yeah, it's whatever. Okay. It's just it, again, it's it's that smudging and the yeah. the, gra- the glass screen protectors that just really gets to me for some reason. You're nitpicking. Mm. I, it's a nitpick. I know. I understand. But 
Thanks everyone for listening to the sixth episode of the Phone Buzz podcast, brought to you by three guys that sell phones all day. Remember to follow us across social media and share us, share the show with friends and family. We'll see you guys in the next one. My name is Evan Krause. I'm Christian Crawford. And our guest this week, Steve Mugeshe. Have a going, guys. Peace out. Yep.